Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Cheese and pickle. All of television history is contained in the box of delights. Hello, I'm Julia Rayside. Each episode, my guest chooses a favourite TV memory to talk about. Joining me today is the TV critic and broadcaster, Michael Hogan. Michael, hello. Hello. (laughs) Here you are. (laughs) What have you brought to talk about today, please? I have bought Stu Pot and Claire's snog from Grange Hill. (gasps) A snog. We're starting with a kiss. Yeah, they always also, say start with a fuck or a fight. <laughs> <laughs> but it also, it kind of, this will end in a kiss from me as well. Actually. Oh. Because <laughs> part of the reason I've chose this is because my real life <gasps> paralleled Stu Pot and Claire's snog at the time. And it was amazing. Really? Oh, yeah. my God. OK, well, let's build up to that slowly, as I know you like to do. Um, so what year is this? This is sometime between 80 and 85, isn't it? This is a, spring 1984. OK. It's the end, I think, of series seven of Grange Hill. Yeah. But, you know, they, they did like two or three series a year. So that, that sort of doesn't God, kind of you work know that, in modern parlance. The, the specific. And yes, it's the end of term. Yep. And That's conventionally when the discos happen. And there's there's a disco. And obviously lots of Farragos happen around the Grange Hill School disco. There's some sort of beef with the sound system. OK, right. Um, they they end up getting a sound system off one of the kids at the school. And it turns out to it's a reggae sound system and it's too, <laughs> too loud for the school hall. And Bridget Brilliant. the Midget McCluskey, who's the headmistress. I forgot they called her that. Yeah. Oh, memories. She was, I don't remember even being that short. I think it just Bridget the Midget it just sounded with Bridget. good. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Um, and then there's also a thing where the kids, you know, in, in sort of school soaps, there's always a rival school that, that yeah. they have a bit of beef with And sometimes. there's a war, usually, yeah. Yeah, because it's kind of Bloods and Crips kind of vibe. <laughs> and in Grange Hill, what was it called? It was called Brooklands? Yeah, Brookdale? that sounds right. Yeah, Brookdale. 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 Leave it, they're from Brookdale. Leave it. <laughs> so they look exactly the same, but I've got a slightly different tie. Yes, yes. Um, and, and thus are our mortal enemies. <laughs> and some some kids from Brookdale gate crash the school disco and kind of... That's Steal the money the from the bar, and it, that turns yeah, into yeah. a bit of a thing. Yeah. It's also, I don't know if you remember a teacher called Scruffy McGuffy. Do you remember him? No. Great you name. You made him up. No. <laughs> okay. There was, the, you know, the, your, your classic Grangehill teachers, obviously Bridget the Midget McCluskey, the headmistress, Bullet Baxter, P. Bullet teacher. Baxter, remember him, Bronson. Mr. Bronson, yeah. the, the mm-hmm. bewigged, um, <laughs> sort of, he always plays Nazis when he's not in Grangehill. That's right, he's Hitler or, and or Danny Kendall's mortal enemy. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Scruffy McGuffey, who was a kind of liberal, sort of hippie one. Oh. He had kind of longish hair and glasses, and he was a bit like can't picture like something out of Adrian Mole or something. Okay. He was like sort of big brown flares and um, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I'm, I'm, anyway. I'm getting an image now. So this this school disco also turned out to be Scruffy McGuffey's last day at Grange Hill. Oh, so it's you know it's quite emotion in many ways, of course. But mainly <laughs> it was emotion because. Christopher Stewpot Stewart, yeah, and it's a very inventive nickname. Yes, isn't it? who was kind of a, it was kind of a geezer. He was like um, 
sort of the generation after Tucker, he was a bit of a tearaway. Yeah, you know, I can definitely picture him. Fairly uh, scrawny lad, mm. sort of kind of nondescript, but sort of, there's something a bit soulful about his eyes. Yeah, a yeah. bit of a mop top and yeah. kind of like, you know, cheeky tyke. Um, <laughs> and Claire Scott, who was kind of slightly prim and a bit of a good girl. Yeah, yeah, And yeah. But they had kind of this crackling they vibe. Had, they did have chemistry. Um, and, and it all came to a head. They, they, they were caught necking. <gasps> A few episodes before. I remember I was about 13 at the time, and I remember not really knowing what necking was. Had meant. you not necked? I hadn't necked at okay. this stage, mm-hmm. but we'll, we'll come on to that. Oh, Julia. oh, oh, oh. Um, and, uh, the, and Bridget the Midget caught them in a cupboard at school. In a cupboard. And she wasn't happy. And I really vividly remember Claire Scott going, Miss, we're running necking. We're running necking. Like that. And I was thinking, what is necking? Well, it's what a, is one that? down from fingers and tops. <laughs> <laughs> what is necking? Do you know what necking is? Um, it's just a banging your neck together uh, is, is it? it giving someone no no i think is it is giving it someone like a love, love bite, bite? Is it love bites? okay so. yeah yeah I'd, okay. I'd guess i don't know anyway to I, this yeah, day, I've, only, I've never really questioned it i just no. assumed it was getting off with someone yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Um, anyway we're only necking um <laughs> and so that, that obviously they were driven apart by the by the necking scandal and then yeah. at the end of term score disco is when they consummated so their love. building up to this was it like they'd been at arm's length from each other for a while mm, so they kind mm. of missed each other yeah and, and claire had sort of like sort of prim square mates who were the kind of good girls yeah and Stu pot was kind of in the other corner of the playground with these sort of scruffy of lads one. yeah mm. and so the, the, you know there's a bit of romeo and juliet vibe that's very sweet so how does the kiss happen is it like is it a will they won't they thing are they sort of yeah um, and i don't know if you're a fan of the oeuvre of spandau ballet i mean i've been known to i mean not i've never slow danced to them i can't imagine doing that but uh yeah no i've, I've enjoyed their music okay so so pogo patterson is, pogo patterson. is djing <laughs> and he and he obviously you know it's an erection section they call it now but it, but the, i don't know if we, we called it that then um so he drops spandau ballet's true as the yeah. kind of the the, the the last song of the disco and there's always that moment where some, the people on the dance floor are like, uh oh, here we go. Yeah, and, you know, everyone, everyone kind of pink. everyone flees from the dance floor apart from a few yeah. couples who start necking. Yeah, um, whatever <laughs> necking <laughs> is, and then uh, and and so and then Stu Pot and Claire kind of finally Aww. walk across the dance floor towards each other and and they kissed to and true they, and they snogged to true. Aww. What for um, ages or just like a little one for quite a long time oh. for you know for five o'clock on a on a whatever Bloody Friday. And and it was yeah. It, Did it, you have a cushion on your lap, Michael? <laughs> I felt a bit funny. And <laughs> in my tummy. <laughs> is it me or is it hot in here, Mum? <laughs> oh God, no! If you're watching with your parents, no, it's genuinely awful. Likely. But anyway, so uh, one of the things I love about telly, I write about telly. I'm a bit obsessed yeah. with telly. Is you know the way that it can sometimes mirror your own life. You know, phases like you know you might have a have just had a kid and you're watching catastrophe or something. Do you yes, know what I mean? Or you, absolutely. You know, you're sharing a flat and you're watching Friends and This Life and yeah. you know, there's that lovely kind of sense that you're seen on television. And I, I really vividly remember watching that um episode of Grange Hill and loving the romance of True and Oh, you're a bit of a softie. And, and Claire and Stupot <laughs> finally snogging in a in a in a non cupboard environment. Yes. Um and going to my own school disco, which I in my head was that evening. It might have been the following but week. Maybe I don't know. Around the same time. Um, yeah, and yeah. they played True as the, as the slow dance at the end, and I got off with Susan Moyes. Did you? Who I'd been sort of fancying from afar for, so you, for, well, for this ages. Is, this is when you made your move at the school disco. Yeah. your life is like a I know, film. I know. So I thought <laughs> I'm going I'm to stew pot this right up. <laughs> so he basically inspired you. Yeah. To, yeah. to kind of love very much at so. Susan. I I, re- I basically reenacted the scene. <laughs> This is amazing. 
amazing. Yeah. And so, she was, and so she was happy with this. Yeah, we we kind of you know we 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 were sort of boyfriend and girlfriend for a term or two. Really? I believe. Yeah. And so I wanted you to say uh, we've been married for eighty-two years. <laughs> no, certainly not. She was um she was a sort of tennis champion. She had the most wow. amazing legs. Really? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, steady on, Michael. <laughs> Crikey. Anyway, she was a bit out of my league, but um, bloody but hell. For, for, you know, but for whatever three minutes and fifty-four seconds of wow. true. I lived the dream. You've literally lived a dream. Well, I mean, literally, you've lived you've lived a TV dream. Anyway. Yeah. And so, so, so that so so that that era. I mean, that era of Grange Hill, sort of eighteen eighty five, is is very. It was heady, wasn't it? It was evocative before, for me. Anyway. Before heroin addiction, before just yeah. Casino, it was just about the comings and goings in the playground. Wasn't yeah, it, it was, was like Tucker and sweet. Benny and Ben Naughty. Matthews. Yeah, and Trisha Yates and Griffin. sausages on forks, <laughs> <laughs> jumpers for goalposts. <laughs> no, it was delightful. It was like a it was a good show for dealing with. Issues. Very much so. It was um, amazing. It was like you know, Phil Redman went on to the Brookside afterwards. Well, and yeah, it was kind exactly. Of proto Brookside in, in that way. And, yeah. You know, even even though Just Say No has got this amazing <laughs> kind of kitsch value now, it was an extraordinary thing to do. It but really was. At the time, and it really worked. You know, yeah. It put a whole generation off heroin and other drugs. <laughs> it put me right off my heroin. <laughs> I can tell you. <laughs> I just pushed it away. I couldn't have any more. No, you know, generally, you know, terrified. It was like those. Um, oh yeah, it was. You know, the, remember the the AIDS. The, the, the AIDS campaign, the tombstones. Oh my god! I had like the most. I'm sure I've read this somewhere. The most sort of measurable effect on people's. You know, it made such terrifying. an impression on people. And I think just say no is the same in a way. Yeah. I think Even so. though you know, looking back on it, it's a bit funny. And Zamo sort of slumped in a kind of you know, <laughs> <laughs> sort of school changing room with a needle hanging out of his arm. Sally Hughes on this podcast has already admitted to her first TV crush being smacked up Zamo when he was oh, actually oh, wow. puts it the height of his. <laughs> <laughs> but also, you know, Jackie, his girlfriend. Yeah. Yes. She was like a real heartthrob at the time. Oh, she, she was, was beautiful. Amazing. She was yeah. in all the teen magazines, wasn't she? Mm. In that classic pose of clutching the collar of her upturned denim jacket. Yes. Collar, you know, like clutching the lapels. Absolutely. And, yeah, yeah. and Claire Scott, who was played by Paula Anne Bland. Oh, yeah. Um, sort of did a bit of that as well. After, yeah. You know, around, especially around the time of Stupor. And then, you know, things took a slightly dark turn a few years later. I think she did... She might have done page three. Or she certainly oh, did no, something I, that a bit rings topless. A bell. Yeah. And it was a bit of a scandal. Oh, it's always, it's just, the, well, the thing with child stars, obviously Grange Hill is a place where a lot of other, like Michelle Gale, lots of young actors mm. started out mm. and then went, some of them went to soaps and, and pop careers and stuff. But there's, it just doesn't really often end well. Either it ends in just, you know, a career happens, it peaks too early and then nothing. Mm. Actually, mm. where we're recording now in my house in Walthamstow, um, I'm literally around the corner from uh, where Terry Supat, very sadly, lived and not that yes. long ago died. Tragic. And actually around here, you can still see his tags. He used to tag um, sort of pillar boxes and stuff mm. with, weirdly, a stencil of Norman Wisdom. Go figure. And his his Norman Wisdoms are still around the neighbourhood. Oh, but, you know, that, kind of, it can end that of, way. Poignant, isn't it? It's really way? poignant, yeah. Um, but it's very sad that it, sometimes that initial burst of fame can really mess a mess Absolutely. A I mean, you're mind. right. Many, not many, a few of them gone to soaps and, you know, a few pop careers and stuff and a few job actors, but most of them basically not, disappeared yeah. from view. I mean, I remember going on Wikipedia, I was writing a piece about Grainshill a, a year or two ago, mm. and there was this huge kind of, you know, list of characters page. And so few of the actors had a kind of click-through yes, exactly. page. You know what I mean? Most of them Which just tells like, you they just stopped they, registering yeah, on the internet. Yeah, just done nothing. 
It's really sad, isn't it? Although oh. Zamo made a triumphant comeback at EastEnders recently. That was nice. Yes, so I heard. I missed that. Was mm. he playing, uh, not playing himself? <laughs> <laughs> it sort of was. A, a key cutter from uh, South London. He was a bus driver. <laughs> oh, really? Um, and he had quite a good chemistry with Danny Dyer, so I'm hoping they might oh. spin him into a character. Well, like he... his love interest. <laughs> <laughs> I am so tuning in there for that. A, it was this preposterous plot where they were they were at war over some Spice Girls tickets for their wives. Amazing. Mm. That's very specific. Yeah. Who's storylining these days? God, that's... <laughs> <laughs> so, I'm going to bash your in with an ashtray or you could argue about Spice Girl tickets it's like that bit in Acorn Antiques where they're story learning and someone's going AIDS it's, it's, a, it's an issue it's now and then somebody else suggests earwax it's like yes that's much better earwax that's an issue <laughs> it's health it's Eczema. an issue <laughs> brilliant brilliant that's Spice Girl tickets Jesus Christ thank you so much for bringing that and taking us back to the 80s oh, um, who was your favourite on Great Show um, I think my era was I, I really liked this era actually up until the heroin hit I think mm. it probably was all a bit too real for me after that see I liked Claire Scott but I also went to school with someone called Claire Scott and she was a bit of a dick Yeah. so it was quite hard to love that character I loved Annette she was my favourite character which one was she? she well actually Stu went out with dark, her as well hair, yeah mm. big sort of she was I had crazy hair like her big sort of curly bush of her hairdo um, and she did go out with Stu Pot as well I'm not sure if it's after Claire or before, but she yeah. she had a short romance with him as well. I seem to remember. Roland Browning, he was amazing. Obviously, I only want to help you, Roland. Was that precious? Yeah, no, no, that was someone else. Yeah, I'm being a massive racist. It was a different, <laughs> it was a different character of colour. It wasn't Julie. Michelle Gale either. You were a massive racist. <laughs> she was in Fresh and Fly. <laughs> oh, I liked her too, though. Yeah, I liked her pop career a lot, actually. It was great, and yeah, then yeah. and yeah, and, and Danny Kendall was amazing. Yes, Gonch. actually. And who was the bully? Danny Kendall's bully. What was her name? Imelda. Yeah, Imelda She was genuinely evil. terrified Absolutely. me. Absolutely. Remember there was an episode where she put asbestos down the back of his jumper mm. and really burned his skin. Oh, that was horrible. And there was Trevor Cleaver. Was That's the right. A ginger guy. Yeah. Trevor Cleaver. Yeah, a bit of an oaf. Yeah, no, there were some classic eras. I didn't really watch it much sort of beyond the age of about 12 or 13, no, I think. No, it becomes a bit weird after that, doesn't it? Yeah, I know. The, the era that... I suppose you're at school is the area you want to watch because it sort of reflects. Like you said, you see yourself on TV and mm. it, it feels nice to see it uh, reflected back at you. But thank you for taking us back to that misty time. I've enjoyed The it. erection section. And your first, was that your first kiss? I think it was, yeah. My mm. first, certainly my first, you know, with tongues. <laughs> oh, why ne- did you have to say that? My first necking, whatever necking Stop talking is. about your tongue. Before you go, please delve into the Box of Delights for a question. Brilliant. This is like the Smash This Biscuit tin. <laughs> it is. I think maybe that's where I nicked it from. I've just read, read my question oh, and you just on. you just <laughs> written this question so you can boast about your own one. What? What? Did you ever win a Blue Peter badge? No, but I didn't, though. My son did. I never oh, did. Oh, yeah, that's right, yes. Hence the but me you... having to get a Blue Peter tattoo. Okay. Which is, I, I think, now widely known. I didn't ever win a Blue Peter badge, no. I'm afraid not, no. Did you ever try? Not that hard. I, you I, weren't a Blue Peter kid. I'm looking at you thinking, you kissed no. someone when you were 13. You did not watch Blue Peter. <laughs> <laughs> you were necking at 13. Uh, I was far too rock and roll for Biddy Baxter. Exactly. Um, no, I did, I, I'll tell you what I do remember, though, is I remember writing, I wrote to Jim Will Fix It. Mm. And nothing ever happened, but you know, I have I obviously had a narrow escape there. <laughs> what did you ask him? This for? is really bizarre. I don't know why. I, this must have been one of those things you, you I must have wanted re- in, for like a, you know a day. It was so specific. This and is going to be very revealing. I, tell. <laughs> I wanted to have a custard pie fight with the two Ronnies. <gasps> That's delightful. That's that was that was what I requested. But that I, would have been brilliant fun. Well, it also would have been great fun. But also, I, I, you know, I'm, obviously, I wasn't aware this time. But I thought it was fairly, 
you know, feasible they could arrange it. They're probably yeah. a studio nearby. You in know, the TV centre anyway. Just sort of, you know, I kept it in-house to sort of make it easy <laughs> for them. You were thinking quite cleverly. Yeah. It's visual. Yeah, I know. It's nothing, funny. Nothing, never heard back. Damn them. Yeah. Do you know what? He probably just didn't fancy you. <laughs> <laughs> He's just not that into you. <laughs> Michael, thank you for coming. Goodbye. Bye. Thanks for listening. You can find links to the YouTube clips from today's episode on our Twitter feed at Box Delights Pod. Come and say hello. Bye. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns.